For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You know, I'm going to definitely abstain and not let that be the, the the primary focal point for me in dating and meeting the person that God got for me. How would you um, deal with how would you deal with a woman that says, listen, uh, God ain't told me that. So you're gonna have to give me some because I gotta know what I'm a mayor. Well that just lets me know that she not meant she not fit for where I'm headed because uh it's somebody that's fit for your program, but you're not fit to mine and I'm clearly not fit for yours. So good luck finding somebody that's with the same program that you program with because it ain't me. I'm on a journey to discover, uncover and recover love. Now, as a national playwright, I've penned dozens of shows about relationships. As a filmmaker, I've documented the most beautiful committal of lovers at weddings. And as a divorcee, I know firsthand the brevity of marriage and the pain of its loss. I'm the Terrasaur Whitfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, the Terrasaur Whitfield. Well, let me tell y'all something. Today, I'm so excited about my guest. Listen, I had to track this brother down. I saw this amazing post that he made. Matter of fact, I'm a, no, I'll just go and tell you. He created a wanted ad for a wife. So, you know, we've been spotlighting brothers and you women have been enjoying it, hearing these transparent conversations from the brothers. And so I would be remiss if I didn't invite this next brother. This brother is a Memphis native. So I know how much y'all take pride in, in y'all city. So shout out to y'all. But right now, he's residing in Columbus, Ohio. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. My new homie, Vashad Randolph. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How you doing? Vashad? Yes, Say, sir. Man, you, on some, you on some other type of stuff, huh? <laughs> Pretty much, man, you know. So, listen, you went viral making a post searching for a wife. Tell us a b- little bit about that. All right, so... You know, to be quite honest with you, I saw a gentleman make a post uh, very similar to the one that I made. Uh, you know, when I saw the type of response and reactions that he got from his, it gave me a certain level of confidence to go ahead and make my own and just see what it what it would do. Um, I didn't expect nothing from it. You know, I was just going to put it in the outer in the atmosphere and see what happened. Uh, I was I was already ready in my spirit to receive, you know, 
of because that's a blessing, you know, a, a person that you, you know, talking about going through life with, that's a blessing. I, I felt like I was ready to receive that blessing, at least to meet them and to start building and working on the foundation. So I was with confidence. I call it confidence. I've been saying lately, I, I posted it, didn't look back. Uh, I started out with a thousand Facebook friends. Now I'm capped at the 5K with 2,000 some plus followers. And uh, people are eager to know how this journey uh, ends for me. Uh, and I'm eager too, you know, but I'm patiently waiting to allow for God to, you know, allow me and my person to meet. And uh, when I meet her, uh, people have been asking, how you going to know when you find her? Well, I'll become the most important person to her. And she'll become the most important person to me. So it'll be equally yoked as the, you know, the Christian folks say. So, yeah, that's 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 how it all started, man. So you said Christian folk. Are you are you a Christian folk? I am. I am Christian. I am Christian. And that's one thing that I appreciate when I had a conversation with you um, Mm -hmm. during our, you know, uh, pre-qualification call. I always try to vet the people that I bring on the podcast because they have to have, I mean, be full of substance. And I believe that you have something very intentional to offer our listeners. And so that's why I had you. We had our first conversation. We talked a little bit over an hour and man, we chopped it up. You like, you real, you're a real dude. So I, so I respect you a lot. Thank you, man. You're, you're, you're only 28 years old, right? 28 years young. That's 28 right. I got- years young. Mm-hmm. And so you ready to be married? I believe I'm ready to meet that person. Honestly. Am. So when you, know, you- been- go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say, just like a lot of single brothers out there, I played the field. I've had Tinder, I've had Bumble, but you know, uh, like you said, you know, when you when you realize you're a person of substance, you realize that uh, mess slime don't 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 stick. You know, slime has no 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 purpose in a person's life when they're being led by God and when they're being blessed by God. And you know, when you've been called to do a certain task, you can't just stay out in the playground for too long. Right. You know know where I'm headed. And uh, with that being said, uh, you know, I'm leaning on leaning on God for my understanding. And I just want that partner, you know, to go go there with me. You know, I'm not perfect or nothing like that, but I'm ready. A lot of people say, why are you rushing? Why are you rushing? I'm not rushing, baby. I'm ready. It's two different things. You ain't rushing. You ready. Yeah. When you told me that, I was like, that's what I'm talking about. So Vashad, I know you captured the women's heart when you posted the, you know, your original post um, and you had your beautiful daughter, uh, you talked about your daughter being in it. And one thing that resonates with me is that you said you're not looking for a mother for your daughter. What you say you were looking for? What I'm looking for specifically, like I said in the post, I'm looking for a friend. I'm looking for a business partner. I'm looking for a candidate to be my fiance. And I'm looking for a stepmother, you know, and, and step parents sometimes get a bad rep. But, yeah. you know, step is you stepping up, you stepping up to assist where others uh, have fallen short. Right. It's not to, point sh- to throw a shot at anybody, nothing like that. You know, her mother and I have a great uh, cordial relationship, you know, for the sake of our child. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, I'm her primary parent. You know, I'm in Ohio for a temporary time period, but when I get my daughter back full time, it's going to be us, you know, and I'm looking for somebody that has an open heart, that's, that's willing and able uh, to, to, to give us that, that love that we need because we have the capacity to give that love uh, that's needed as well. So, so what you mean by you saying that, that you're the, you're the, you're the custodial parent. Yes, sir. That's correct. So you have full custody of your daughter. That's correct. 
I don't want to dig and fa- find out how that happened. Uh, I got custody of my daughter we, when she was we can, 16. We can talk. We All can right, talk okay, because we try to keep it lit. Now, Vashad, on the Dear Future Wifey podcast, we keep it lit, which stands for living intentionally and transparently. So, yeah, okay. I, I, I welcome you to uh, keep it transparent. So how in the world did you get full custody of your daughter? And your daughter is what, four? How old is she? She's four. She'll be four on Wednesday, and okay. I'll be 28 officially on the 29th. So I'm going ahead and saying we're, I'm 28 and she's four. Okay, there it is. So how did you get full custody of your daughter? Yeah, with that, you know, her mother and I were very young when we had her, to be honest. You know, I was just graduating college and, uh, you know, she was just beginning to start her life. And, uh, you know, when the relationship kind of went towards an end, we had a mature conversation and we decided that it would be best for our child if she was to stay with me under my my covering because I had the, you know, full time nine to five. I had the apartment. I had a stability and my village was very strong. Shout out to my mother. Yeah. I would not be able to do anything that I'm doing now if it was not for my mother right. and my sisters and just that village, my godmother. Everybody helped uh, me take care of this beautiful child. And that's nothing but God. And I appreciate appreciate him for that. But, uh, you know, her mother and I basically went to and signed the documents together to agree that uh, she would be under my care. And that is rare. Yeah, I, had, is. I, prayed, I prayed so hard in that time period. You know, a lot of times you got the baby mama drama, the baby dad drama. But I just came to her with a calm spirit and I prayed that God guide my tongue and guide my throat, my thoughts, excuse me. And, you know, I just had an honest conversation. Let's do what's best for our child. Yes. You will always be her mother. I'm going to always be her father. But I have the resources that she needs to thrive. And at the time, her mother did not. Uh, she had a rough, rough upbringing and her family structure was not as strong as mine. That's just facts. Yeah. Uh, so we both came to an agreement and I thank her for that. And uh, that's how I got custody of my daughter. So it wasn't a whole bunch of court. We went to mediation and yeah. it was just we put our child first. And, that, yes. and I thank her for that. I thank her for that, you know, because she didn't have to do that. Right. Right. So shout out to her for that. What, right. what do you say to the people who say, OK, so he's looking for a wife. Why don't he just get get with baby mama? Right. I mean, you know, just the same reason why a lot of them are not with the parents that they, you know, are the, of their children, you know, right. some. Sometimes things just don't work. You know, nobody's perfect. You know, uh, in that season of my life, I had to grow. Uh, she was put in my life to get my daughter here. Now right. that my daughter here, I have a new purpose. I have a new mission. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's just what it is. You know, uh, I loved her. I was in love with her mother once upon a time. Still got love for her. But at the end of the day, uh, every, you can't take everybody with you where you're going. That's you true. can't take everyone with you where you're headed. You know, we were only meant to go so far. And it's, it's a special type of woman that's meant to go where God has taken me. And and now I now I have the capacity to receive that blessing. Like I said before, you know, once upon a time, I wasn't able to handle, you know, that responsibility of dating somebody and actually leading them to to a new place, you know. But now I am. God's moving in my life. And I want to share that with somebody. You know, I'm a cool cat. You know, I'm a little rough around the edge. You know, I'm from Memphis, you know what I'm saying? But, you know. I have the capacity to to accept that blessing. You know, I want to go on some vacations. I want to, you know, pray with my woman. I want to, you know, learn and grow with my woman. The same person that we are today is not going to be the same person that we are at the end of 2021, the end of 2025. God willing that we will live to, uh, you know, see them them years. But I'm able to grow because I've grown. I, I, I know what it's like to have little. I know what it's like to have a lot. I know what it's like to be in a season of, of loneliness. I know what it's like to be in a season of I'm full of friendship and I'm, and I'm full. And, and I think that what's important to notice that 
I recognize that I'm in a season of prosperity. I'm in a season of, of self-reflection. I'm in a season of self-love. I'm in a season where I'm able to forgive myself for my past mistakes. And I have clear vision of where God is taking me. And like I said before, just looking to meet somebody that really values me as a person, not, you know, the flashy lights and all this, because when the lights are turned off and when I'm naked, not necessarily of the flesh, but when I'm when I'm hurting, when I'm sad, can I be vulnerable? Do you know how to apologize? Are you able to help me in making big decisions? Are you able to, you know, speak life into me? Like you say in the book of Proverbs, yes. like the tongue, iron sharpens iron. I can keep going on and on. But that's what I'm looking for because I can give that. And I'm not looking for somebody just to pour into me. I'm full. So I'm able to pour into somebody else too. You know, iron sharpens iron, like I said just a moment ago. And I'm able to sharpen someone and I'm looking for someone that can sharpen me too. Rashad, in order for you to have gotten to this point in your life, you have had to have gone through an interesting journey. Take a moment and just share with us, like, what what was your upbringing like when you talk about the mistakes that you made via just personal mistakes that you made or even in relationships? Can you touch on that? Yes, sir. So we'll we'll take it way back to my upbringing and what I saw growing up, because I think that's the root. You got to understand the root to understand how the how the tree bear fruit. So my my roots were I was raised by a black mother. Uh, I was her firstborn son and I have two younger sisters. Even growing up, seeing my mother in her marriage, she was still single. My mother was still single in her marriage. What I mean by that is she was still cutting the grass. She was taking care of us. She was handling all the bills. She was making sure that we uh, love was poured into us. She was giving us that life lessons, life advice, pouring the word into us. Do you got your keys, your phones, your wallet? Remember, keep God first. These are the things that my mama pouring to us. You know, you lucky to be able to call Two people in this life, your, your legit friend. These are lessons my mama pointed to us. She taught me as a son, treat the ladies like flowers. And I used to make a joke growing up. I'm like, mom, women are like stink weeds. You know, we stuff on the weeds. You know, I used to just be joking with my mom and stuff. But, you know, my mama has always been the type of mama the other kids wanted yeah. to have. As a, she would be the one going to be a trip. She would be the one that opened up a house to the kids in the street. That was my mama. And, you know, I took a lot of pride in it. And I always wanted to see someone treat my mama the way she taught me to treat women. Yeah. No one bought my mother flowers. No one romanced my mama. No one danced with my mama to Patty LaBelle and Gladys Knight. There it is. You know, I wanted to see what I saw portrayed on TV. I wanted to see someone do my mama like that. And so you never saw it? Up, never saw it. So growing up in relationships, you know, 16 in college and stuff, I used to try my best to, on the front end, romance these women. And put all of myself out on front street thinking that I had to do that in order to gain the love in which I was pushing out to them. And that was I had great intentions, but I was going about it the wrong way. Uh, As I got older, some of the mistakes that I made, because I don't want to sound like I'm just talking about the good. Let's talk about some of the mistakes that I have made. Going in college, you know, I was dating a woman. You know, I used to be passive aggressive. I got that from the, 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 the husband that my mother was married to at the time. He was passive aggressive, military anger issues, didn't know how to express himself. And I told myself, man, I never want to be like this guy growing up. And sure enough, I picked up on some of his ways and didn't realize because I didn't know how to really express myself like, hey, I don't like it when I didn't like it when you did this to me. Or I didn't like it when you did this in this situation. I didn't know how to say that without, you know, just coming out the wrong way. And that would come off like I let it build up, build up, like pouring water into a cup. And then when it spilled over, it could be the smallest thing. I'm throwing stuff. I'm angry. I'm mad. 
I'm just lashing out because I didn't know how to properly express myself in a healthy manner. Totally. That's the truth. That's the ugly truth. Yes. And then when I got older, I realized that, uh, you know, I was placing value on things that I shouldn't be placing value on, which is sex. I used to tell myself that if my flesh is not satisfied, I won't allow I won't allow myself to go further with this woman in, the, in any type of season. If my flesh is satisfied. I told myself, like, it's not worth it if my flesh ain't satisfied. I had to grow out of that mentality because that is what put me in a situation. I, I, I appreciate I love my daughter. My daughter's a blessing. But let the truth be told, the ugly truth be told that my flesh is the, the weakness of my flesh is what got my daughter here. Yes. You know, God didn't intend for me to do that. He, uh, all children are a blessing, but God didn't tell me to go make the decision that I made. I made that decision. Yes, you you see what I'm saying? Yes. And I learned that there's a price to pay with every decision that we make. Yes. Let the truth be told. And I paid my price. Uh, and then, so I'm, I'm, give, I'm about to pour you into my mindset. I'm going to be real vulnerable. Another mistake that I made recently, uh, you got to understand I'm a single father. Now I'm in the shoes of what a lot of women have been and still are in that single, that single parent role. You, when the kid is sick, you don't have nobody to call on. Yes. When, when when things need to be handled, when the kid is crying, you can't pass the baby to somebody else. Your back hurting, you losing sleep. You got to f- make ends meet. That's all on you. So I got to experience that. So naturally, I'm I'm my heart is praying to God, wanting Him to bless me with somebody to help me raise this daughter that I don't know how to do with her. I don't know how to be real gentle with her and nurturing. I don't know. That's just the ugly truth. Yeah, and. And what I learned is that you got to be careful what you ask God for, because he just might give it to you. You have to be specific in your prayers. I asked for God to send me help with my daughter. I left me out the whole equation. <laughs> I didn't say, I didn't say, hey, God, send me somebody that, that's that's right for me. I said, God, send me somebody to help me with my daughter. And he did that. And what I did, which was a mistake that I did, I I, I made that into a girlfriend. You know, I moved us into an apartment. I'm taking yeah. care of her. I'm taking care of her child. And I still love baby girl. You know, I had great intentions, but I did. I did it. I did my will and not that will. You see what I'm saying? Keep it 100. And, and just keep this the, the truth. And you can only keep it up for so long until yes. your spirit, your spirit is uneasy. I'm going to bed at night and I'm my spirit is like, you shouldn't be here. It's not that it's not to say that anyone was a bad woman or bad. It's not that every good woman ain't my good woman. Yes. Every good man is not your good man. And as a man, I'm able to discern that because my, my spirit was uneasy. I, I couldn't go to sleep the same way. I was taking excedrin extra strength because I had migraines. I don't have migraines. I'm only tw- I was only 26 at the time. Like, why am I having migraines? Because my spirit is uneasy. I'm I'm messing with God's property at this point. Yes. This woman is a blessing. So I'm right now, I'm in a space that's not meant for me. And I had to remove myself from this situation. And what that caused was a family that I created to split. A lot of broken hearts, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain. And that hurt me for a long time. When I moved to Ohio, I'm single again and I have time to reflect. I have had time to sit back and forgive myself and ask God to forgive me for 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 stepping into a position that was not meant for me. And I had to forgive myself because alone for a while, I, I you know, I was hating myself yeah. and, and blaming myself for that. And I didn't let it go. I've made peace with it now. And, uh, you know, I also had to remind myself that I'm worthy to be loved because once upon a time, my brother, I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel that way because 
when I see the women that I'm attracted to post certain things on social media, guys, that's this height, this build. I know we all got our preference and I understand. But, you know, when you see people express that they want somebody that does not resemble who you are, yes. what you represent and what you look like, it causes you to have certain insecurities. Yes. It causes you to feel less than it, it causes you to feel like you are not enough. That's why I got the tattoo ran across my chest. You are enough because I had to be enough for me before without seeking someone to validate me i had to validate myself and once i successfully did that now i got confidence that i never had before i love myself in a way that 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 can come off as intimidating or whatever but i love me i don't treat me any kind of way no more i won't allow myself to go out and try to convince someone that i'm worthy of love if you don't see the god in me it's not for you to see there and i'm is. okay with that and I'm okay with that. I got to put God in everything. Hold on, Vashad. You touched on something that's extremely important. You said that you're not out to convince somebody who you are. Uh, on, a, on a previous live, I said that I'm going to do a whole episode about men should pursue but not persuade. And a woman should present and not pursue. And so uh, that spoke to me that you said, this is who I am as a man. I've done the work. I've, I've um, been doing the research. I've been overcoming hurts, habits, and hangups. And I'm presenting myself as a whole individual. And um, you're looking for the same. You're not here to try to convince somebody otherwise. So shout out to you for that. Um, wh what was, um, you, you touched on something where you said that, that sex was important to you. Um, in our pre-interview, you said something that really spoke to me. Talk to me about the decision that you've made in regards to sex. All right. So essentially, I decided, you know, when I started this process uh, was going viral, I'm like, OK, this is serious. Uh, inboxes getting filled and whatnot. I'm like, OK, be careful what you ask God for, because it just might happen. Right. Like I mentioned earlier. So I said he gave me instruction. basically. Now, I'm not one to be like, you know, God is talking to me in my ear. But I laid down one night just resting and I don't normally have dreams, but when I do, I remember. And I just heard a voice. I'm just walking down the street, just walking hands in my pockets, minding my business. And I just heard a voice in the back of my head say, here are your instructions. Number one, I need you to abstain from having sex because I know you. I made you. I understand your flesh is weak. I get that. But if you take if you partake in this before i allow you to you won't have a price to pay that's number one number two he told me to be intentional and just to be my perfect self you know imperfect self i mean be my imperfect self right don't come around don't try to persuade don't try to you know present a facade or anything like that just be yourself you know you are perfectly imperfect but you'll be perfect for the person that i got for you that's what i'm trying to get across and then the third thing is to keep my daughter in mind you know, in past situations, I haven't always kept my daughter in mind when it comes to me dating. You know, I look at it, well, if they not with me, I'm not married to my daughter, you know, but my daughter's part of my life. And I always will be, you know, let the truth tell it. So, you know, those are my instructions to abstain from sex is, is, is until I know that this is the woman that he made for me, you know, because, you know, I'm, you test drive the car before you drive it off the lot. That's just my opinion. I'm not going to sit up here and, yeah. you know, say, you know, because clearly I have a daughter, so I'm not celibate, you know, but sex. Or you're not a is, virgin. No, no, no. no. Last, time I, last time I checked, I ain't, you know, so, but, uh, 
you know, I, I'm going to definitely abstain and not let that be the, the, the primary focal point for me in dating and meeting the person that God got for me. How would you um, deal with how would you deal with a woman that says, listen, uh, God ain't told me that. So you're going to have to give me some because I got to know what I'm a mayor. Well, that just lets me know that she not meant she not fit for where I'm headed because uh, it's somebody that's fit for your program, but you're not fit for mine, and I'm clearly not fit for yours. So good luck finding somebody that's with the same program that you program with because it ain't me. So you steadfast on this thing? I'm steadfast on it because I feel like I'm gonna have a price to pay if I don't do it the right way. Uh, that's just how I feel it in my spirit. I don't I don't want to try God in that way. I don't want to be disobedient. I've been disobedient in the past. We <laughs> talked offline. Yeah. And there's a price to pay when you don't do what he say. Like yeah. if my daughter don't do what I say, there's she got to answer pay. to it exactly, and I got to answer to our heavenly Father too. Is this a big deal for you? Is this a big deal for you to make this commitment? Because uh, you know, I, as men, you know, sex is extremely important, and as you transparently spoke about, um, that was one of your your issues uh, back in the day. So. Yes. How important, how long have you been on this journey of uh, celibacy? I've been honestly on this journey for about a month now. Month. Uh, just being open and honest and transparent. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I stay prayed up. I stay prayed up. Uh, I don't put myself in situations where I'm tempted. Yeah. I stay away from temptation. Uh, you know, I think that's even in the Lord's prayer, you know, deliver us not into temptation. Don't deliver me into a place where you know I'll falter. Because he, he, he made us. We're yeah. in a world of sin. We know how it is. Yeah. You know, but I don't see I don't see the act of sex as, as a sin. It's a beautiful thing that should be shared between two people that are equally yoked. We have like uh we have like morals, like values, like purposes. Our purposes are in, uh, intertwined into one another. Like we know where we're headed. Right. It's not a situation where we allow our flesh to get in the way. And we really don't know in the back of my mind if I really want to fool with this person next month. Or not. <laughs> I've been there, done that, but I don't want to do that because it's a price to pay. The older we get, you know, you can't play with people's feelings like that. Yeah. And I'd rather abstain from having sex, find out that you, you and I are not compatible, let you know, hey, I think it's best for us to split. That's easier than to have a whole bunch of soul ties out here. And then you got to kind of you kind of afraid to let her know I ain't trying to fool with you no more. That, I've been the guy that has had to look a woman in her face and say, I'm not in love with you anymore or that I don't want to be with you anymore. And that's hard for a lot of brothers. To do. Yeah, yeah, it is. But if there's brothers listening and if, they, if there's brothers listening right now that are in a situation where they know that they are not supposed to be with the woman that they with, I encourage you to be a man about it. Look her in the face. Let her know that way you give her the, uh, the choice to leave or stay. Give yeah. women that choice back. Women deserve that. No one deserves. I have a daughter. And yeah. I, you know, when I'm dead and gone, I hope she sees this. You know, if you do not feel secure in the space that you're in, move because yeah. that, that's yeah. just what you got to do. But yeah, I'm not trying to sway away from the question. I just felt that in me to say. No, that's good. I'm glad that you did, like, because that's something that is rarely spoken about, um, even in the church. You know, <clears throat> a lot of my Christian friends, um, mm-hmm. they say, hey, listen, I'm at the try some out. You know, they like I just I don't want to be stuck with somebody and I'm not yeah. sexually f- uh, fulfilled. And then I, right. I had a conversation with a friend last week and I said, don't you think God is um, omniscient enough to grant you the desires of your heart. They're like, yeah, but I have too many friends that have been married and they're not satisfied sexually. So they said, I'm sorry, that's just what I'm going to do. And so that's that's interesting to hear you speak so uh, emphatically about making this commitment and being steadfast and unmovable in it. And shout out to you, brother. Nothing but respect for you for that. Um, 
what are you looking forward to in being married? Like, have you ever seen any healthy marriages? I've seen my grandmother. I've seen her and my grandfather. I've seen, uh, you know, a couple of my friends that I married. Uh, I've seen how they they look at one another. I've seen, uh, you know, some of my closest friends. Uh, you know, I, I'm thinking about three couples right now off the top of my head, and and four of how they look at one another, how they treat one another, respect one another, honor one another, uh, and how they just go about one another. They, I like how the the men look at their women as if. You know, they're not just eye candy, but it's like they look at them like they're like soul food. Like it, they look at them like you are it. And that's what I look forward to the most, where I just it's a house, a house full of people kicking back. And I just look at my woman from across the room and I'm like, what's your <laughs> name? You, you got a man. What's your, what you talking yeah, about? Yeah, you did role play. Whole time we married, you yeah. know, you know how. No, I just I look forward, honestly, to just growing with my woman and building a legacy, a legacy of financial wealth, a legacy of happy times. It's not all about the money. Uh, memory books. I got a, you know, behind me, I got a wall of pictures. I want to have pictures on my wall when, in the house that I, you know, am blessed with one day. I want to have uh, an atmosphere when my kids come home. They're not saying, but daddy tripping, mama tripping. Now, let your friends come over. Let's have a good time. Let, let me put y'all on game in the garage. Get y'all a little wine cooler. Let me tell y'all about these knucklehead boys. <laughs> let me let me tell my sons about these women and how to treat them. Like I look forward to those moments. So I can yeah. see, I can envision my wife and I sitting back under the gazebo in the backyard. You know, in the twilight of the night, cool night. She's sitting on my lap and we just talking about you know, and we here, like we here. And I'm I'm thankful for you. Thank you for friendship. Thank you for family. Thank you for blessing us financially. Like just thank you. Like I just want to pour. I don't want a whole lot from a woman. I don't want to feel controlled. I want my woman to compliment. I don't want to control. I want to compliment my woman. The woman is meant for me. And I just, you know, it, it, it made me emotional thinking about it because I'm like, I believe in God for everything. And I'm seeing what he's doing for me in my, in my singleness. And he's blessing me. In my circle of friends, when one of us are blessed, it's like a domino effect. Here goes some pouring over to the next one. They go pouring over to the next one. One person do good, we all do good. I'm in the blessing business. I remember back in the day. Remember when back in the day we was in church, we fall asleep on our mama lap? Yeah. I remember some back in that day. Hot church, too. The preacher said, Don't don't be selfish with your prayer. Ask God to bless you to bless others. Yes. So I stopped thinking, like, I want a woman to do this and that. You know, we selfish in our thoughts. If my woman ain't doing this, I ain't happy. I said, you know what? Creflo Dollar said some one day that uh I think Tammy and Walker Flocker, he was like, look, how she treats you, that ain't your business. How you treat her, uh, that's your business. I can only hold myself accountable for how I treat my wife. Talk about how it. She treat, how she treat me, I'm not going to sleep worried about that. My mission and my purpose, my job is to make sure that I take care of my covenant. You're going to have some knucklehead kids. Sometimes your wife ain't going to, and your spouse, it ain't just one. Sometimes your spouse ain't going to be on the same page as you. But your job is to make sure you treat them as they should be treated. That's your purpose. And I understand we we got emotions and feelings in that, but you can't hold yourself accountable for what someone ain't doing. Make sure you do what you're supposed to do. And that's how I go into a relationship in a situation, a friendship. I'm going to do right by you to the best of my ability, to go the rule, treat others how you want to be treated. It don't say let someone treat you how you should treat them. Treat <laughs> others how... You, how you want to be treated. Uh, that's selfless love. God loves us selflessly. 
And I want to love selflessly as well. It ain't all about me. Yeah, I'm going to be straight at the end of the day if I do what I'm supposed to do. That's what I believe. Every day ain't going to go my way. But guess what? That's okay. You know, because my, my foundation is God. As long as God got me, I'm good. So, Vashad, mm-hmm. you, you've, been, you've been thinking about this wife, haven't you? Wait, wait, 11 years old. 11 years old. So, since you was 11 years old, you fantasized about what it would be like being married. That's right. This is quite interesting. Um, the last guest that we had last week, he started mm-hmm. writing about his wife when he was 12. And here you are at 11 years old. And that's the reason why I want to give a spotlight to brothers, because there's a narrative out there that just isn't true, where um, to fantasize about being married, to intentionalize um, the processes that you have to undergo in order to get uh, married to the wife that you believe God placed on you, you know, placed on this earth for you, then that's a narrative that we don't hear a lot about. And it's also at times, and I don't know if you've been uh, ridiculed about this, uh, people, man, that's corny. I mean, this dude over here talking about he want a doggone wife. This, this is so doggone corny. Have you experienced people, some of the people in your inner circle saying that that's corny? Why in the world would you be out here doing this? Of course. You know, when you got, when the higher you go, the, the more attack you will receive. Yes. Um, I have 90% positive, but the yeah. 10% negative, of course. You know, people project their fears onto you. Yes. That's just what it is. If you ever had a good idea and you tell your mom and them and they shoot it down, it wasn't for them. Yes. You know, Steve Harvey said that he gave it to you for a reason. Yes. He didn't give it to them. And I understand we'd be happy. We want to share everything with everybody. But you got to understand everybody's not going to agree with what you do. And guess what? That's OK. Yes. Now, it's, as long as you're in purpose, people don't have to agree. You understand what Hold I'm on, saying? Hold on, say it again. Say it again. As long as you are in what? As long as you are in purpose, people don't have to agree. Period. As long as to. you are in purpose, people don't have to agree. Now, it'd be one thing if I was out here doing it for for uh, for the wrong reasons, or if I was looking for attention and stuff like that. I'm just I was just being me, which is enough, and it's put me in position. Where I'm talking greats like yourself, and and it's nothing short of a blessing because, like you said earlier. The narrative has been painted one way and and we are here. We are speaking. We're using our voice that he gave us to say, hey, that's not the case. We are here as brothers that uh, I'm waiting for my, my wife. I'm, I'm willing to put in the work. I know every day ain't going to be a good day. That's that's a fool's mindset. But I have the capacity to love. I have the capacity to forgive, the capacity to show grace and mercy, the capacity to uh, uh, know that I have to put on different hats in different seasons. Yes. In different seasons, you put on the short sleeve, long sleeve. You got to be prepared for the weather that's, that you're about to step into. That's the same thing with a friendship, a relationship, a, 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 you know, an engagement, marriage. Different storms and different weather is going to come. And you got to, you, as long as you're rooted in God, there's nothing you can't do for Philippians 413. There it is. There's nothing you can't do. And, and, the, and people think it's corny. You know, I don't go to church all the time, but that I have relationship. If you have relationship with God, you walk different. You talk different. You look different. And people going to come at you different. It ain't no way he can be legit. It ain't no way he can be honest. Ain't no way he can be true. He corny. He lame. Why are you putting it on Facebook? Why is she doing this? Why is she moving like that? Don't she know she can't do that boutique? Don't she? But God told me I can. So the whole world against me is nothing because I got God on my side. Tell me about that. So when you made that post, it went mm-hmm. viral. How many yes. people's eyes 
were set on that thing. How many? Because you did a. It was a. It was a face. It was a Facebook post. So. Yeah. How many shares did it get? How many likes did it get? How many comments? And it was picked up by other little outlets and stuff like that. Just touch on that. I want to say roughly over 4,400 shares. And I want to say over 11,000 comments and over 12,000 impressions uh, were shared, which, you know, that's it's not a lot to me because I saw another guy. He had over 40-some thousand shares and, you know, quadrupled them but, but they made a video out of out, out of yours too. Uh, they did on the now this page. They did, and that was seen all over the world. How many views and did that was, get? That over millions of views. Yeah, last time I checked, it was over a million views. Exactly. So that's why I said we can't compare ourselves to other people and say, "Well, somebody else got this and somebody else did that." Exactly. Um, you were sitting there in your your little spot in Columbus, Ohio, and God made your name. Put your name in the minds of people all across the world to the tune of a million, over a million people. And um, I bet your inbox was lit, huh? It was. It was. You know, just thinking about it, man, it just. So did you did anything come of it? Did you go on any dates? Have you did any little virtual uh, dating and all that? You know, I did a few FaceTime dates and they were cool. You know, uh, one woman in California, uh, we were listening to music. We was playing music. We listened to, you know. Al Green and Marvin Gaye on the phone, sipping our wine, just talking about our day. That was a vibe. You know, I was talking to somebody else, you know, upstate, north, you know, just talking on FaceTime. That was a good time. Ain't nobody uh, caught no flights and came down to Columbus uh, or you done flew out? At, at, not yet. And got uh, flewed out. Not, not yet, but, you know, you know, people, you know, I got somebody coming to see me and I appreciate them for coming to do so. You know, I, I, I appreciate the effort. It's definitely uh, not going unseen, you know, I respect it. Uh, it's been a crazy process, man. And and the amount of people that are willing is crazy because at first, I'm just I'm the guy that walked past you in Walmart. I'm the guy yeah. that walked past you in Target. I'm the guy at the gas station. Like, if I I wondered, like, if I had a said everything that I posted, if I had a yes. said would you have really received it? And and honestly, we all know the answer. The answer probably no. Yep. You know, you know what I'm yep. saying? Yep. This weird guy, what, the, what you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But sometimes, you know, going against the grain gets stuff done. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, it's not common. But sometimes doing the things that's uncommon gets results. You know, so I was tired of playing it safe. I said, why not? Let me put it out there that I'm here, I'm willing, and I'm able uh, to receive someone of value and of substance. And it's done what it's done. So I don't feel like I need to say more. You know, it's a blessing, <laughs> you know. Man, listen, listen, I'm proud of you on your journey. Um, gosh, it's just good and refreshing to talk to a young man that's 28 years old, that that knows what he wants, that's intentional about getting it, that put it out there in the atmosphere. Um, every episode ends with me writing a letter to my future wifey. And so it's so dope that that's what you did. You made yours as a wanted ad. It was like, hey, want it, need it. <laughs> this is what I want. I need it. <laughs> I said, yeah. want it and need it. This is what I need. Uh, yeah. So, man, you know, shout out to you, man. Big ups. I'm glad that you actually um, are living lit. I mean, you're living intentionally and transparently. You know what you want and you, you, you know, you're not ashamed about it. So um, right. I think that this episode is going to speak very uh, succinctly with the listeners because 
you touched on something. Somebody posted on my um, YouTube channel. They was like, can you get somebody uh, on there that's practicing celibacy? And I was like, y'all don't even know. I said, I got somebody that's that's uh, coming up. And so God is so intentional and so cool about how he orchestrates stuff because um, we met we met this past Saturday. You know, um, I saw that uh, a mutual acquaintance posted uh, having you. She's actually going to be your um, your coach. Yeah. Your um, what they call it. Little relationship. She's your. what they call relationship it? Relationship coach. Relationship coach, yeah. yeah, she's your relationship coach. So she's going to be your matchmaker. And um, so Stacy, uh, shout out to her. She's 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 doing her doggone thing out there in Atlanta, connecting people together with virtual dates and everything. So the, the Corona opened up some doors for some great things that happened. And um, you did this. You made this post back in July, towards the end of July, correct? That's correct. Do you think you would have did anything like that had you not been sheltered in place? <laughs> um, honestly, with the way that the internet is and the lack of young, black, I'm a single father, educated soldier with a job, it's not too many, no felonies. Uh, it's not too many brothers that is going to use that platform and say the things that I said in the way that I said it. So I honestly feel like even if it wasn't uh, the coronavirus, I feel like there's potentially, I could say that they probably would have did the same thing because you don't see too many brothers that say, hey, I want to get married. Let's just be honest. No, I'm saying you would have wrote that. I'm saying would you have made it? Oh, yeah, I would have wrote it. I would have wrote it. If it was coronavirus season or not, I would have still wrote it because I'm ready to receive uh, I'm not looking at it like I'm young or I'm getting old. Time is relative, but I would love to be with somebody. I would love to, you know, start, you know, sow a seed that can grow into a great sequoia tree, one of the largest trees out there, you know, strong as the bamboo, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, Vashad, I definitely uh, will keep you in prayer. I pray right now that God covers you uh, in your journey of celibacy, that he touches your mind, that you continue walking in purpose. I lift up your daughter before you right now in the name of Jesus and and that she's able to see a mighty man of valor raising her and that she doesn't take that for granted. And God, that that through the, the effort that you're taking in celibacy, that God raises up your daughter to do the same and save herself from marriage. And I just bless you right now in the name of Jesus. So, Vashad, I thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. Uh, It's been awesome. Thank you for joining us on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Y'all give it up for my new homie, Vashad. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that, man. Dear Future Wifey, do you realize the importance of creating a strong family unit? There's nothing I want more than that. It is my goal to build with you what I don't even have a blueprint of. I didn't grow up as the Cosbys. I fantasized that my family magically became that which I watched on my television screen. It never happened. Though I grew up with a dad present in the home, my dad was rarely present in the home. I never knew any of my grandparents. A void I didn't realize was so prevalent until I walked into my house the other day and saw my mom and dad eating with my sons. No notice. They picked up some soul food and decided to stop by my house and feed my boys. I was shocked. Something so simple was so odd to me. At 42 years of age, I realized I never had the privilege of sharing a meal with either of my grandparents. 
My maternal grandma was the casualty of a double homicide, along with the aunt who named me, after my aunt's abusive boyfriend shot them. My grandpa has never even been mentioned on my mom's side. I talked to my paternal grandma once, in my late 20s, who was in the nursing home in a city just an hour and a half away. Never seen her before she passed. My dad never encouraged it. This past Father's Day, my sister and I introduced my dad to his biological father on a poster board I designed. 72 years had gone by, and my dad has finally discovered the missing puzzle piece. Too many lost relationships. Too much brokenness. Too many voids. Two years ago, God put me on a mission to heal my family. As I encourage the healing of my family's past, I'll need you to help me build our nuclear family's immune system to prevent any illnesses. Dear Future Hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit. Live intentionally and transparently. And don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.